0: You gave my heart a home, it's amazing, what your love, oh,
1: has it done for me, oh, yes, it is. You're tuned in to Random Attractive Friends, I'm your host, L.A., and if you want to check me out on IG, it's at the real L A. 21 Welcome back to our Sunday Blues series, and what you just heard there was the magical Little Milton. Little Milton Campbell, one of the world's leading performers of blues and soul music for several decades, was born on the George Bowles Plantation, about two miles southwest of the site, on September 7, 1933. Acclaimed as both a singer and guitarist, Campbell was a long-time crowd favorite in Mississippi festivals and nightclubs. His hits included We're Gonna Make It, The Blues Is Alright, and That's What Love Will Make You Do. He died in Memphis on August 4th, 2005. There was nothing little in stature or physique about Milton Campbell, whose nickname served only to distinguish him from his father, Big. <laughs> <laughs> Milton Campbell. Kind of makes sense. As a vocalist, Campbell was equally effective with the powerful anthems and soft ballads, and as a guitarist, he had few peers. He was also a savvy businessman who demanded professionalism from his band and insisted on maintaining a consistent musical identity throughout his long career. Campbell produced many of his own records and put other artists through Camille Productions, a company he ran with his wife, Pat. Campbell was born near Evaness, but spent most of his early childhood with his mother in Magneta in Washington County. He built a one-string guitar on the side of his home and around, and around age 12 he bought his first real guitar via Mayer Alder with money he had made by working the cotton fields. He returned sometimes to stay with his father in Inverness, and later performed at town's top blues venues, the Harlem Club, owned by Wallace Bowes, brother of plantation owner George Bowles Jr. Milton, however, always cited Leland Blues bandleader Eddie Cusick as the first to give him experience playing for audiences. By his late teens, Milton had moved to Greenfield, where he performed with local luminaries including Sonny Boy Williamson II, Willie Wilkins and Willie Love. He also hosted a radio program there on WGVM. What you just heard there was a snippet of that's what love will make you do. Now, let's have a look at how his career further developed. In 1953, while still a teenager playing in local bars, he caught the attention of Ike Turner, famous of the um, (laughs) Ike and Tita Turner fame, who was at that time a talent scout for Sam Phillips at Sun Records. Now, Sun Records was home to Johnny Cash and, well, Elvis Presley as well. Milton signed a contract with the label and recorded a number of singles. None of them broke through onto radio, so well at record stores, however, and Milton left the Sun label by 1955. The next two years, he released singles on Modern Records subsidiary Meteor Records. In 1958, Milton moved to East St. Louis and set up the St. Louis based Bobbin Records label, which ultimately scored a distribution de- deal with Chess Records. As a record producer, Milton helped bring artists such as Albert King and Fontella bass to fame while experiencing his own success for the first time. After a number of small format and regional hits, his 1962 single, So Mean to Me, broke into Billboard R&B chart, eventually peaking at number 14. Following a short break to tour, managing other acts and spending time recording new material, he returned to music in 1965 with a more polished sound similar to B.B. King. After the ill-received Blind Man, R.A.B. Charts number 80's 86. He received back to back hit singles. The first, We're Gonna Make It, a blues infused soul song, topped with RB chart and broke through into the top 40 radio, a format then dominated largely by white artists. He followed the song with a number four RB hit, Who's Cheating Who. All three songs were featured in his album, We're Gonna Make It, released that summer.
0: Have a sense, but we're gonna make it. I know we will. We may have to eat beans every day, but we're gonna make it. I know we will. And if a job is hard. Wrong...
1: What you just heard there was obviously we're going to make it, which at the time was a very powerful song because it was right smack bang in the middle of the civil rights movement in America at the time. So it was quite an uplifting anthem saying we're going to make it. Well, he continued success, and Milter's song, Let Me Down Easy, was recorded by Spencer Davis Group in the second album, 1965, but his authorship was not acknowledged on the record. He re- released a single of it himself in 1968 in Checker. It was also chosen by Etta James as the final track in a final album the dreamer in 2011 throughout the night late 1960s milton released a number of moderately successful singles but did not issue a further album until 1969 with grits ain't groceries featuring his hit of the same name, as well as Just a Little Bit and Baby I Love You. With the death of Leonard Chess the same year, Milton's distributor, Checker Records fell into disarray, and Milton joined the legendary Stax label two years later. If you're ever in Memphis, it's actually definitely worth going to go to the uh, Stax Museum. That's very cool to check out. Adding complex orchestration to his works, Milton scored hits with That's What Love Will Make You Do and What. It Is, from his live album, What It Is, Live at Montreal. He appeared in the documentary What Stacks, which was released in 1973. Stacks, however, had been losing money since late in the previous decade and was forced into bankruptcy in 1975. Let's have a quick
0: listen to this. Ain't grocery, eggs ain't poultry, and Mona Lisa was a man. Be a fly. I'd light on my baby Stay with my woman Till I die With a toothpick in my hand I'd dig a ten foot ditch And run through the jungle Fighting lines with the switch. Because you know I love you baby
1: that was grits ain't groceries but what i want to do now is uh go on a bit of i guess a tangent for a little bit and share with you uh, i've got uh, two favorite songs in particular of little milton one is uh walk in the back streets which i'll play for you too, towards the end of the the i guess the jam <laughs> and uh If Walls Could Talk, and the reason why I love If Walls Could Talk is I bought Little Milton vinyl on an absolute whim in the record store, and the first track that actually was on the album was If Walls Could Talk, and just the concept of it being that how much of what is said behind closed doors and the old saying is you don't really know what happens in people's homes, and Little Milton was clever enough to kind of tweak that into a song. So I'm going to, like I said, go a bit of a tangent for a little bit, but have a listen.
0: Hey, if walls could talk, then I'm sure you'd hear a lot of things that would make you cry, my dear. Now, ain't you glad? Ha! Oh, ain't you glad that walls don't talk? I tell you they
1: All right, well, back to the program. <laughs> After leaving Stacks, Milton struggled to maintain a career, moving first to evidence, then the MCA imprint Mobile Fidelity Records before finding a home of the independent record label Malico Records, where he remained for much of the remainder of his career. His last hit single, Age Ain't Nothing But A Number, was released in 1983 from the album of the same name. In 1988, Milton was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame and won a W.C. Handy Award. His final album, Think of Me, was released in May 2005 on the Tellark imprint and included writing and guitar and three songs by Peter Schultz of the UK based blues rock trio Winterville. Milton died at the age of 70 on August 4, 2005, from complications following a stroke. He was posthumously honoured with a marker on the Mississippi Blues Trail in Evans. On June 25th, 2019, the New York Times magazine listed Little Milton among hundreds of artists whose materials were reportedly destroyed in the 2008 Universal fire. Now, I'm going to leave you with um, walking the back streets and crying it will be my jam to see you out. But before I do that, just to guess a quick summary of Little Milton. Um, his orchestration was... Unbelievable, And he really showed how blues musicians could go and morph into other styles and genres. Because if you listen to a lot of his stuff, the majority of people would probably argue that he's a soul musician. Um, but as I've always said, blues is the roots of the tree. Uh, and then, you know, soul music and hip hop and rock and roll are other branches of it. What really captivated me about Little Milton, um, and I guess sort of similar artists from that era, was his voice, and his voice is so distinct in the way that he sings that it's, it's almost like he's, I guess in a way like he's about to cry, (laughs) you know, like his. Crying from happiness or crying from sadness and, and that emotion that the way that he recorded it, the vocals is always really just sort of stands out. Now, couple that up with his savviness in production and his knowledge of how to produce records and clearly he had an ear for musicians. I mean, he picked up one of the greatest blues musicians of all time and Albert King. Um, so... I think we owe Little Milton a lot more thanks and gratitude that he ever really received. And for me, he will continue to play, I guess, an important role in my musical playlist because there's something so soothing about the way that he sings. Out, I mean, it makes you happy. It, it gives you the ability to reflect, but just more so. It just gives you that real feel-good feeling. Uh, like I said, thank you very much for listening. Uh, even if one person after this becomes a little Milton fan after hearing it, then I've done my job. Good evening.
0: You know my baby told me Not so very long ago She said I don't love you, darling And you got to let me go That was too much for me That's why I walked the back street and cried My baby said goodbye. Here's another thing she said. She said another reason, and made me want to leave. You ain't got enough of nothing to keep me halfway pleased. I tell y'all, that was too much for me. That's why I walk the back street and cry.